0: Welcome! You're listening to the second season of The Baker's Notebook, a podcast about home baking. I'm
1: Stacy, a mom of two, and I enjoy baking with my kids when I'm not teaching biochemistry lab. And I'm Mia, a romance author and home baker. We're two longtime friends who met and bonded over the perfect apple pie. Bake along with us as we find new recipes to try. Listen as we compare notes about our successes and inevitable failures in the kitchen. Learn along with us as we become better home bakers, one delicious recipe at a time. This week, we're baking Funfetti Cake by John Canal
0: of Preppy Kitchen. Bake along with us.
1: Stacey, why did you choose Funfetti Cake for our recipe this week? Well, you know, Mia, when we
0: started this podcast, it was because we bake all the time. Right. And we're always baking and we're always taking notes. And it was just sort of like, why don't we just sort of share our notes of what we're baking. And this is truly one of those moments where whether or not I was going to be doing this podcast, I was going to be making this cake because (laughs) it was for my daughter's birthday. And I had never made a Funfetti cake before. And it just Looks fun, as the name says, right? (laughs) And, like, what a perfect birthday cake, right? This fun, fetty cake. So I saw it. We used Preppy Kitchen for our petty fours right? um, for for our podcast. And I really liked him. I really liked his directions. I I just – I'm a fan of his. I I hadn't discovered him, though, until we started doing our podcast. Right. But I'm so happy we have discovered him because I love him. And – so when I saw that he has this Funfetti cake, and it's a gorgeous cake, his cake is beautiful. Um, I was like, I showed it to my daughter, and I was like, "How about this for your
1: birthday cake?" And she's like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's so cute, and it's it's very it's a sweet little cake because if you've never had Funfetti, it's basically a vanilla cake with the sprinkles built built baked right into it. Yeah and um, the decoration of this particular cake this particular recipe is just so pretty and professional looking
0: totally totally her one request though was to not
1: have it be pink oh she's <laughs> so, she's in the the anti pink she's camp. in the
0: anti pink phase
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, i said well what color do you want it and she's like and she said lilo of course mom because when she was when she was younger like three, or I think around three years old, that's how she would say yellow.
1: Oh, she adorable. She would say Lilo.
0: And it was, and everything she wanted was Lilo. Aww. And And uh, from even, you know, when you go to Disneyland and you buy the Mickey Mouse ears, mm-hmm. you know, you're supposed to get them in black with mm-hmm. like the black ears, like so you look like Mickey Mouse. No, she insisted on the Lilo hat, which is this hideous yellow with cartoons all over it with gray ears. It's it's hideous, but that's the one she wanted. With gray ears? Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's and, and they stopped making it because it's mm-hmm. so ugly. But anyways, but Lilo, Mom, that's what she wanted. Lilo. So hers has yellow instead of pink. Mm-hmm. And um so you would think it's lemon inside. So that, that's one thing that I was like, Oh, the yellow is a little deceiving <laughs> because it makes <laughs> you feel like it should be it should be lemon, but she didn't want lemon. <laughs>
1: Oh, she just wanted the color. She wanted the color yellow. Mm-hmm. And then she wanted the filling to be cookies and cream. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so what you So what you're saying is you made a different cake
0: <laughs> and it
1: doesn't match at all. <laughs> but that's But it looks though. from the outside it looks beautiful. And it's a custom made cake just for your daughter. <laughs> exactly. So that's fantastic. It was for her birthday and it is what she wanted. Exactly. Oh, did you have any element of the funfetti in it? Did you have sprinkles? Yeah, everything else was funfetti. Yeah, no, okay. it's just, you know how he has for his filling, I think he does an
0: American buttercream, mm-hmm. right? We don't like American buttercream. What so, What is
1: it about American, particularly American buttercream that you guys don't like? It's too sweet. Mm-hmm. I just find it too,
0: I don't know if rich is the right word. Rich and sweet, I think is like, the right word.
1: It's just too much. It's just
0: too much. Yes, mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, Italian meringue buttercream, we like. Mm-hmm. We like Italian timer It's lighter and it just doesn't seem as rich and, and, and just heavy. We Whereas, should probably talk about the differences between yes, them then. We probably should because this recipe actually does both, right?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: On the outside of the cake, you have a beautiful Italian meringue buttercream and... It gives you such a smooth exterior, which then he puts sprinkles around like the base of the cake, mm-hmm. and it's just—it's so pretty. His is so pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, he uses the um, the the like dot sprinkles, the ones that are um, the circles. round ones. Yeah, right? the round yeah. ones. He said he did recommend not to use like the non-perel ones because they tend to bleed after mm-hmm. a while. Um, what did you use for your sprinkles around the bottom before? Before I lose track of what I'm thinking.
1: I use the jimmies. I use the jimmies throughout. So I use them on the outside of the cake and I use them on the inside of the cake. The thing that I liked about the Italian buttercream, which I had never made before, is that like your basic buttercream is powdered sugar and butter. And I think most people who have made frosting, like that's what you make because it's the easiest, right? Right, right. So Italian meringue buttercream is a little bit different because there's egg whites in it, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so- Uh, you start with egg whites and you whip up some meringue with sugar and a little bit of cream of tartar. And then like, this is where things get kind of like fancy because you have to make a sugar syrup that is melted in what, you know, sugar and water. And then you pour it right into the mixer on very low. So you don't burn yourself and it cooks the egg whites until it's like a cooked meringue, which is Italian. Italian meringue. Mm-hmm. And then you add a bunch of room temperature butter to that until you have buttercream. Right.
0: Right. And so we did talk about Italian meringue mm-hmm. uh, in the previous episode when we are talking about the lemon meringue pie, right? Right. Because we were saying like, that's really probably to get the kind of meringue that you want to get that doesn't uh, weep, right? Right. As, right? As much. So- um, I think though that the meringue starts out with um, uh, so that oh, sorry so that sugar syrup. One thing that you have to keep in mind is that I do think that you do
1: need a stand mixer to make this, mm-hmm. or
0: or I think if you don't have a stand mixer, maybe you need two people.
1: Yeah. One to do the hand mixing yeah. to hold the bowl and pour the syrup because it's kind of dangerous.
0: Yes. Yes. Because I would not recommend holding a hand mixer and pouring hot syrup at the same
1: time. No. And your bowl's going to be spinning all over the place. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. So um, and but you do need some sort of electric component because you can't whisk this by hand.
1: No, you'd have to be yeah. a
0: robot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so to to our listeners out there, if if you are gonna tackle Italian meringue buttercream, you can't just have your whisk in your hand. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just don't think that would work. Like right. physically, you'd have mm-hmm. to be a superhero. Um, and so that's a huge difference is that you have that meringue base, if you will,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then throwing the butter at it is kind of fun. I feel like. <laughs> you, <laughs> You take the room temperature butter and, and you change your beater at that point, right? It, you, you're with the whisk beater while you're doing the meringue component. Mm-hmm. And then you actually change to like the beater. The paddle. The paddle. Thank you. The paddle um, when you start throwing the butter at it. And you throw the butter a little bit at a time and it incorporates. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but whenever I take Itali- make Italian meringue buttercream, butter there's always a point where I go, oh, this isn't looking right. Mm-hmm. But then you keep throwing the butter at it and keep mixing it. And then you go, yeah. oh, my
1: gosh, it worked. Yeah, because it's like sloshing around. You're like, this is hideous. Right. Yeah. So- it it's it reminds me a little bit of um, brioche, you know, like where you yeah. have to add butter to a thing yes. that's already, that looks like it's already done. And you're like, this yeah. is not going to mix. Right. But then it slowly starts to incorporate and it creates this very silky buttercream.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So did you kind of, while you were doing it, did it sort of look at one point like kind of, I don't know if curdled is the right word, but it, it didn't look right?
1: It didn't look smooth, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. So
0: just be aware of that because I don't want anyone to like go, oh my gosh, I messed up and then stop. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Because it's a lot of egg whites. It's a lot of butter. Yes. You know, you, you feel kind of bad <laughs> if you mess something up because it's like, oh man, that's a lot of ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then
0: did you find it just awesome to pipe and spread yeah so easy yeah so easy and Mm -hmm. do you find it easier than american buttercream to pipe and spread
1: uh i think it all depends on temperature so Mm -hmm. if that's a good point if american buttercream gets a little bit too cold then it it gets hard to manipulate yeah but i think that if they're both room temperature and it's fairly like not too cold in your house like they're both fine for me to pipe yeah okay Yeah, I did the American buttercream, uh, as stated in the recipe, and, like, I I like both. I like the contrast between it, because I like, like, (laughs) I like supermarket cakes. I like Costco cakes. Like, I don't like, like, I'm not, I like all varieties of cakes. And so (laughs) the American buttercream does, if you're not making it correctly, does get a little gritty if you don't incorporate the powdered sugar properly, because nothing is melted. It's just butter and sugar. There's no cooking involved. And so... You have to make sure that it's, you know, the right temperature and you're beating it properly so that that sugar dissolves properly. Yeah. But I mean, I like both. Okay. Yeah. The Italian buttercream is a bit more sophisticated, I think. And then the American buttercream is just kind of like, it reminds me of like kids' birthday parties. So I like it also.
0: Yes. Yes. I mean, this definitely is a kid's birthday party cake, right? Sure. I mean like yeah. it definitely can pass for that. I mean it's 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 perfect, I think, for that. Mm-hmm. Um and so you did yours. Did you so basically did you just follow the recipe
1: like straight on? This is like I did, but I used the thing with that I found with um the preppy kitchen recipes is that he he wants us to use a lot of frosting. <laughs>
0: Yes, like, that was true with his. That was true with his um, petty force too, huh? Yeah. I had a lot of leftover frosting on that,
1: and I didn't want that situation again. So I made half of the American buttercream, and I was like, if it's not enough, then I'll just make more. It's not hard. Okay. But half was perfect for my situation. All I did was I piped it in between the layers, uh-huh. like a fairly thick layer, and then you do a crumb coat, and my crumb coat is really thin, so I had okay. the perfect amount of buttercream, which was half
0: okay so that's yeah. a good tip that's a good tip for our listeners that you can half the American buttercream did you have the Italian
1: no I because I had never made it before I didn't want to mess with the ratios or anything so I just used his recipe for Italian buttercream and that was fine I didn't have too much leftovers okay
0: okay because I didn't find like I had too much leftover of the uh, Italian meringue buttercream yeah that seemed so, to be the right amount okay so you wouldn't if if making it again in the future you mm-hmm. would keep the Italian meringue buttercream recipe as is, but you would half the American buttercream recipe.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Mm -hmm. That's so good to know. Um, Yeah. So instead for my filling, it was like um, whipped cream with with Oreo cookies mixed in. Oh, yum. Yeah. So that was the only difference. I mean, I just, I skipped making the Italian butter, Italian, not Italian, American Mm -hmm. buttercream and then just filled it with like basically a whipped cream filling. So I used my Italian meringue for the crumb coat um, as well
1: as, oh, the, okay. as the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that was enough. I'm sure. And it
0: still was enough. It still was enough for me to, uh, frost the, ca- crumb coat it and frost the, the exterior.
1: The, um, fine. for your whipped cream filling, do you add anything to keep it stable or does it just hang out on its own? And, and is it fine to, to sit on the table for a while? It's
0: fine. Um, well, I think there's powdered sugar in it. And oh, okay. so there, there's sugar and there's the Oreos. And I think the combination of those two things keep it pretty stable. Cool. So um, that's what I found. I also use it to like put inside of rolled cakes, you know, like mm-hmm. um, like instead of a jelly roll, instead of jelly, I, I put that in. It's one of my kids' favorite things. So oh, sounds um, yummy. Yeah, it is yummy. So this was basically a vanilla cake with the sprinkles put in. And I think we both use those traditional rainbow jimmies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then we both decorated the jimmies on the outside. Do we want to talk about this beautiful drip?
1: Let's talk about the ganache? drip. Now. Yeah. Yeah, he calls it a ganache. It's yeah. it is a ganache, but it's thicker. I, well, yeah. not thicker. It's it's more liquid than a regular yeah. ganache. Uh yeah. How did you go how did you go about making that? Well, so since she wanted yellow, I actually
0: had um yellow candy melts the um i think it's called is it called candy quick or something like that it's it's they sell it at like craft stores so you can buy Mm -hmm. it at like michael's crafts they Mm -hmm. come as these little round discs and i happen to have yellow of those candy melts that's what they're called candy melts um And so instead of using any food coloring, so he says melt the candy melts, white chocolate and cream in the microwave, and then he adds a small amount of soft pink food coloring. I didn't even bother with food coloring because I had yellow candy melts. Mm -hmm. So I use the yellow candy melts, the white chocolate and the cream, put it in the microwave. So this is great. You just put it in the microwave, mix it up, make sure for me, I did 30 second increments and- kept stirring in between because especially, um, I feel like these things don't really melt very well. They, they, they tend to hold their shapes even though they are melting unless you stir it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, to make sure you stir often.
1: Yeah. I would say give it more stirring than give it more time, you know, like yes. don't give it so much time, give it more stirring if you can.
0: Yes. So shorter increments in the microwave, but lots of stirring in between.
1: Exactly. That way you won't over melt it, burn it, or make it too runny. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I actually just used white chocolate chips. Mm -hmm. Did you use, so what did you use to make your ganache?
1: I followed his recipe. So I did a couple tablespoons of white chocolate chips. Uh I used pink candy melts and then the heavy cream. Mm -hmm.
0: So then did you also not have to add food coloring then?
1: No, it was... Uh, I used candy melts from our craft store. It's a Joann, so it's like okay. the the Wilton candy melts. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Exactly what I did. I was wishing that there's something about the candy melt flavor that I don't prefer, though. I wish that I could use just white chocolate. And and there's a note here saying that you can. Okay. Like he does, he does offer an alternative to candy melts where you can just use white chocolate and um, gel food coloring. But I saw that after I bought the candy. Melts. <laughs> And I was like, well, I got the candy melts. I, I want to see how this turns out because I'd never done a ganache drip like this before. Have you? Yeah, um, I've done a chocolate drip like where it was mm-hmm. just chocolate. So, um,
0: I've done that, but I haven't done it with the the candy melts before. So, um,
1: this is good to know because then you can, if you got the white candy melts, you can make a drip of any color. Exactly. Mm. Exactly.
0: Or I guess if you do it with all white chocolate, like you've mentioned, he right. said. Yeah. Um, and skip getting the candy melts. Um, I found it easy to work with though. Mm -hmm. I mean, did you, did you find it easier than you thought it would be to work with or? I was, was
1: I was worried that I wouldn't get the right consistency, but if you follow the recipe, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's written so well in terms of the ratios of things that it really Mm
0: -hmm. does drip nicely. You know what I mean? It, it's that because there's that consistency you want where it's going to fall down the cake. Right. right.
1: And I think part of it is um, I prepared the buttercreams and the ganaches and everything uh, while my cake was cooling. So I wasn't rushing. Like you can't yeah. do the drip ganache at the last minute. Like I don't think I would put it on hot.
0: Yes. Yes. You do need to have it cool because then I think it would melt your buttercream.
1: Right, and it would just go off the cake. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So my buttercream, my cake was frosted Mm -hmm. and put in the fridge. Oh, right. While I was making this ganache, got it. And then uh, it stayed in the fridge while the ganache was cooling.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So my cake was pretty cool when I brought out my ganache. You know when when you started doing the
1: decorations. Yeah,
0: and then. After I did the ganache, I put it back in the fridge before I did the little dollops of buttercream on top, Mm -hmm. surrounding it. And then I also took some of the buttercream and then changed my tip to a fine, finer, uh, just open circle fine, though, so that Mm -hmm. I could write a writing tip so that I could write happy birthday on the cake. Awesome. In the center.
1: I love it. I saw the picture. It was a beautiful cake.
0: Wasn't it cute? (laughs) She was happy. (laughs) She was happy. Her friends were happy. So happy that she said, oh, mom, can everyone come over to study on, you know, this Tuesday night? And I said, why? What's going on? She goes, well, mom, the truth is everyone wants to come over to eat cake. (laughs) But we thought if we told you, can everyone come over to eat cake, that you would say no. No. But that if we said, can everyone come over to study? You'd say yes.
1: I think your daughter knows you really well.
0: (laughs) I said yes. (laughs) I said yes. I said the cake's in the fridge. Eat it all. (laughs) Mia, what are we baking next week?
1: Next week, we are baking a vegan, gluten-free pumpkin pie for our vegan, gluten-free friends from The Minimalist Baker. Thanks for baking along with us this week. For links to the recipes and other notes, please check out our website, www.thebakersnotebook.com, or follow us on Twitter or Instagram, at Baker's Notebook. You can leave us a voice message on our website if you'd like to be featured on the show. If you bake any of these recipes, please make sure to tag us on social media. We'd love to see what you create. Until next time, happy baking.